Sounds of Petty. Lekker Paul. Lekker. You want to make a podcast called Cape to Coover? Because we started in Cape Town and now we're in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, lekker. <laughs> I think it's uh, Gordon Joseph Levitt Hubert. That guy who's in 500 Days of Summer. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got a, a production company called Just Hit Record or something. Ah, cool. Yeah. I've always loved that. Like, uh, I think that Casey Neistat was like that as well. He was just record everything. Like, huh. Oh, no, maybe he wasn't. Because he also said that he was like, uh, you're the best editor as well, because he was obviously doing video. So he was like, he would only shoot, let's say, uh, 12 minutes worth of footage and have a 10 minute video in a way. So he's almost like editing on the fly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You are the best editor as you filming. Yeah. 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 So, exactly the opposite of recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly the opposite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, they were, he was releasing, like, daily vlogs, though, you know? So, it was like, you you don't have enough time to, like, just sit and fucking edit yeah. all day. Um, so, if you've only got 12 minutes of footage to make a 10-minute video, fucking easy, you know? Do those guys start with, like, that's their job? Do they just, like... I mean... Yeah. How do you get to the point where you're releasing a video every day? You start, do they start doing it after work? Do they have a day <laughs> job? And then like in the evening, they... I guess it depends. Well, there was that one South African dude, Dan Mace. You heard mm. about him? Mm-hmm. I mean, so like he was like a, quite a prolific like director and stuff mm. on movies and commercials and won awards and all that. And he was just like, yeah, I'm stopping all that. And we're going to become a vlogger. Yeah. And... Cool. Uh, he was hanging out with Casey for a bit, and then the videos were sick. But no, no, no I, don't, I don't really rate them, to be honest. <laughs> but he, he kind of used that to um, launch this whole thing with Discovery now, Discovery Plus. Huh. So he's doing movies for Discovery Plus. Wow. Yeah. Kind of based on him <laughs> becoming a vlogger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I've got this idea book full of things I want to do, and now Discovery Plus is going to pay for me to do it. So, <laughs> I wonder if Discovery Plus is going to pay him more than... YouTube was paying him in royalties if he just did it himself. At the end of the days, the things are going on fuck YouTube anyway. It's just got a Discovery Plus logo at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Still going to his channel. Huh. Cool. I mean, that's been a thing. Like, who would have thought back that you can just give money just for putting shit on YouTube, man? Yeah. Like, especially that's... the amount of stupid fucking shit. Yeah. Like, people love that stupid shit. People <laughs> <laughs> love that. They love that. Yeah. So it's all down to like getting the right thumbnail, even like mm. getting someone to just click on that thing mm. to watch mm. you. You know, like, mm. and it's always just like a close-up of their face going like, "Whoa!" Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bubble fun. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clickbait shit, like fake, yeah. fake news. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, must we set the scene? We like are... an intro to ourselves. Who who we are? Who are you? Paul? Even where we are. Okay. No, I mean, people will find out who I am. I'm sure that's people like written on like the channel thing. It's like, hmm. li- click on this because these guys are here and doing this. Like, you're going to write that up, right? We don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Or episode one, season one. A uh, little little backstory intro. Why don't you, you, you're the one who started this whole idea. Why don't you tell tell our listeners... What's going on? <laughs> we um, we are on the 16th floor of uh, Columbia Place Apartments in the west end of 
Vancouver, British Columbia. Perched right on the edge of the Pacific Ocean. And just north of the US border. And if we were looking, if we were on the other side of the block of flats, we would see the sea. But now we just see skyscrapers. Well, I've also closed the curtains because I <laughs> yeah. don't want to be distracted. Too bright. Yeah. Your well, fragile, fragile yeah. eyes. Well, it's also, it's three o'clock p.m. Been out of bed for about three hours. Uh, <laughs> having my first beer to kill this hangover. <laughs> and I might add, it's a delicious coffee-flavored Kolsch from Andina Brewing Company, where we were yesterday. Yeah, very lucky. But why must people listen to us? Us two fucking white oaks talking shit, eh? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, like, there's not enough of us. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. And it's what you told me. It's that, like, we have a unique perspective of immigrating to Canada, in a way, from a South African point of view, at least. Mm. I mean, we're both in our, like early 30s decided to kind of well late 20s coming early 30s decided to kind of move over here permit residency type of thing mm. yeah and uh we can like talk about how fucking weird it is here in compared to south africa mm. like and how lekker it is here it is lekker yeah but there's yeah it means lekker in south africa too mm. <laughs> in different ways same yeah. ways different ways yeah yeah like i mean don't want to jump the gun here, but Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to be talking about Brian. <laughs> I actually can't wait just to go camping again, just so we can have like meat cooked over a fire mm. right, instead of gas. Mm. As long as we can. Remember There's no year, fire warning. Yeah. Yeah, fire. Last year they shut down all open flame fires. Couldn't do it. But we did do it. We didn't. We never did. Maybe early in the year. Early in the year we did, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because then after at a certain point, we did when we were up at Alice Lake and and when we were up there freezing our balls off because we'd been stuck inside for COVID for so long. Yeah. That was March, hey? Yeah. That was like, I mean, it's May now. Yeah. And like, I couldn't imagine. Two months ago. But it's been a particularly long, I mean... Just out the window that way, there's still snow all over the mountains. It's been a, it's been like a freakishly long. It's more snow coming winter. Like, yeah. Are you potentially gonna head back out there on your splitboard? I've put wax all over the okay. bottom of it and okay. packed it away under the bed. I've sort of retired, retired the season. Yeah. Out comes the fucking tent and shit, getting ready for camping mm. season. The running shoes. I've started climbing now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, get the. That's something Some you also sense. like started doing and then <clears throat> COVID kind of stopped you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we st- almost started in the middle of COVID as like a cool or in one of the lulls. Oh, um, yeah. One of the the downtimes. Um, and then it started picking up again and we started getting, we got a little paranoid, so we just didn't go back. And it was, we didn't have enough momentum built. You know, it's like anything. If you start something new, you got to build momentum with it. Otherwise, it's incredibly easy to just not carry on if it feels like you haven't really got your uh, got yourself to a point where you you're rolling. 
you know? Mm. But it's also weird, it's because, like, whenever I start something new, I immediately just go balls to the wall and injure myself. <laughs> and then, like, I've really got to force myself to just keep going through the injury <laughs> until it's fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> until you no longer have broken ribs. Yeah, well, or, or anything else, yeah. Like, even running, I'm just, my body's just so not used to moving at all. It's just freaks out when I try and make it do something <laughs> and just like rebels yeah but you did the sun run that was lacquer yeah sun run felt, it was pretty it was chill man like it's whatever like yeah you know what I mean like I'd run 10k's twice already like just for fun you know it wasn't yeah. like a Oh my God, what a big challenge. But um, I'm, I'm glad I signed up for it because it made me run 10Ks. I've never run 10Ks before. I just run 5Ks. It was like the maximum I've ever done. Mm. So yeah, it pushed me to, and also like going for training and stuff with my with my workmates and stuff, running around. That was pretty fun too. Saw a fucking owl, yeah? Saw a beaver saw as well. Yeah. Saw an owl and a beaver while yeah, just cool. going out for runs, you know? So yeah. get out the house, you see cool shit. Yeah. True. I mean, that's that's another thing that we, we want to talk about on this podcast as well. It's like one of the major differences that I always, well, I noticed completely is like just the lack of like critters and like bugs and little little living things that, that live with you in South Africa. Whereas mm. like here, you can go on like a two hour hike and maybe see a squirrel, mm. <laughs> you know, but mm. I mean, also maybe see a bear. <laughs> yeah. Depends where you are. But there's like a distinct lack of like just little fuckers that just like that you just run and come across all over the place in South Africa. Mm. Like I remember just walking around up the top of like Tail Mountain and stuff. Um, not where all the tourists are, but just like further down that way. And then like just your whole eye line, it's always got like three things flying around. It, you know, mm. it's like little bugs or birds or something. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the other day I went for the work the sole scavenger hunt uh for work for adventure like an internal work competition where we go out on on uh, little adventures and re- record them to one extent or another take pictures and part of the thing this month was every week we're gonna have scavenger hunt items you go find all of these items you get a certain number of entries and then uh, it's like raffle entries for an extra day off or an extra adventure day that you can take instead of going to work. Uh, very lacquer. That's enough motivation for me to go searching for all of those uh, sca- scavenger hunt items. And it was a, a rock that's bigger than you. Easy. A hollow log. Easy. You know, in the forest. A wild berry. Not that easy in May and spring. You know, it's like the berries aren't really berries yet. But I found some on like a vine there next to the seawall and some, and then uh, what was left? Hollow uh, insect, an insect, a cool insect, and it was selfies with all these things. Selfies yeah? with all these things. I, I think it's such a rad thing for like a company to yeah, do. Yeah, like, yeah. It's 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 really dope. Yeah, no, it is cool. Um, but I couldn't find a fucking insects. I went into the forest and I I that was on oh, a wild animal as well. Uh, yeah. And so that's that's the cool thing about it is that it it was intended to make you go and do go, maybe go check out places that you haven't been or mm. actually go look for these things. I mean, is a totally crow effective. and a pigeon wild animals? So, like, what are those bits? 
Uh, yeah, I went past plenty of birds, but I, it, yeah. you know, birds that were like, oh, it's a little mouse or something. And like, oh no, it's just a, a, uh, a LBJ, a little brown job, you know, a little birdie. Um, but insect couldn't freaking find an insect. Had to dig around. I was literally in the forest, in the drizzle, kind of, uh, you know, off the little mini footpath to the side, like scraping around <laughs> in, the, in the dirt, looking over my shoulder to make sure no, like, innocent walkers passes by. We're going to just see me, like, randomly <laughs> scratching around in the dirt in the forest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I found a little wood louse or something. Yeah, so yeah, but I swear, like, you wouldn't have to look very far. Like, that would be like an easy challenge in South Africa. It'd be like, yeah, take a photo of you with an insect. You just like, which one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it harder. Like, tell me an insect that's like missing a wing or something. Just <laughs> 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 force people to just like de-wing flies for their photo. Um, or rip two legs off a spider. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure. That's the way you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, here we are. We're on the 16th floor. And I think I kind of, I was thinking about it earlier. It's almost a, it's almost an analogy for how we've landed in Canada. And that it's almost why our perspective is kind of uh, interesting or, or unique in that we are living this immigrant experience. We African immigrants, you know, we come from the very bottom of Africa, but we have, we are also on like the 16th out of 26 floors of Canadian society. If you know what I mean, we're not, we're not, well, I started off packing meat in a factory, but like you're an engineer, I'm working in a pretty cushy job. We, um, we're, we're educated, bro. Yeah, sure. We're from UCT. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but exactly. So it's like a an immigrant experience, but a a, a very comfortable immigrant experience. We're not. Yeah, uh, yeah no, we, no, no. We don't. We weren't stowed away on any boats. So Didn't come here just rubbing two pennies. Oh my God, we sound so privileged. Oh, well, we, <laughs> we are, are so privileged. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. And, uh, it's weird saying like, yeah, we're African in a way. It's yeah. like, yeah, we're from the bottom of Africa. but People think I'm from New Zealand all the time. Man. People don't know where the fuck I'm from, yeah. yeah. All, the, all the time. But as I always say to people here, People say, where, like, are you? And luckily, they, most people know that guessing Australia straight away might be a sketchy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they can yeah. obviously, in, they have enough intuition. They can read it on my face. They say, where? I say, with my eyes, I say, yeah. don't, don't ask me if I'm Australian. <laughs> but I always say to people, like, ah, yeah, I don't have the, the strongest accents even at home. People would say to me, where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm fucking from here. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, I remember, like, it was just nuts. When I was traveling through the States in... Oh, never mind. Just when I was traveling through the States in, uh, in, like, 2018, and I was in fucking Austin or something. I can't even remember where. Anyway, 
some guy at the bus stop just like asked me where I'm from. And I was like, yeah, I'm from South Africa. And he was like, from Africa? But no, but where are you really from? <laughs> like, and I was like, no, man, I'm really from Africa. <laughs> like, I've lived there my whole life. Like, that's that's just me. But you know, she's like, no. But, and then he started going off. And then I realized, oh, my God, I'm talking to a homeless person at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, wasn't really going to get much insight. Wasn't going to be the most <laughs> coherent, coherent, insightful conversation. Yeah, and I shouldn't really get into a long argument with this. Person. Yeah, I'm just going to get on the bus. <laughs> Was it because you you're white though? Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'll never remember. I'll never remember. I'll never forget um, when I was first here uh, meeting. Uh, so I was here on exchange. Uh, at University of British Columbia from UCT. Um, I'll actually get back to that now because that's a that's something that I wanted to talk about. But um, I met a guy called Gaku, Gaku Ishii from Japan. Mm. Uh, he was another one of the exchange students. One of the cool things about being on exchange is you meet all these different people from all over the world. Um, Gaku Ishii met me uh, and he was like, oh, you, but you're from South Africa? Uh, and I was like, yeah. He said, but... You are not black. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, bro. Really yeah. Have you not noticed? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And it's funny that, well, I mean, I guess it's not really. I guess knowing that they're black people in Africa is pretty fundamental. But I, <laughs> I feel like the, if, you know, like, what do, you, what do people know about South Africa? Number one, black people there. Number two, History of uh, yeah, racial well, segregation well, from the white people, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the white people had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, fair. I guess I know almost nothing about Japan. So no, but wouldn't it be like really nuts if you met like a, a black guy and he was just like, <laughs> where you from? He's like, yeah, I'm from Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure they are black people in Japan. Like, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the? Um, I think it's a reel of like uh, somewhere out there. There's got to be one white guy who grew up somewhere in Asia, like adopted by the Chinese yeah. family. Or yeah, and he walks and he walks around with a thick accent, and everyone just thinks he's being an asshole. But that's just how he grew up. Yeah, because you 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 will definitely take that accent. Like, yeah, do that to any kid, put him in like a. No, school sure. in another place and they're going to want to like speak like the people that they're around you know? when you're young enough definitely yeah. definitely I feel like we almost yeah I don't know when 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 I'm when I'm when I, we moved here when I moved here that was one of my concerns is I wonder if I will keep sounding like me for the rest of my life or if I'm going to end up sounding but actually, I guess if anything, I sound a little bit more Irish now. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of Irish you have, yeah, because we're surrounded by Irish people all the time. I can definitely see, like, I'm. I don't even want to say catching myself, but it's like I can definitely hear myself every now and then. Just because I don't want to like repeat myself anyway, I'll say stuff like "start" or "thirty" or something uh, like that. You know, just so I'm not like being like "start thirty," and they just have no idea what I'm fucking talking about all the time. Yeah, it, well. Actually, very specifically with my name. And it's Cora's favorite. Cora l- loves to hear me say my name in a Canadian. Paul. Paul. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone, like, oh, what's your name? Paul. P- 
Paul? <laughs> no, no, Paul, like, like Paul. <laughs> Cora says to me the other night, she's like, you get like weirdly feminine where you, where you say your name in a Canadian accent. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, what? what do you want from me? People can't understand me. Um, but so I think a lot of people might be interested in how does it actually happen that we end up here in Canada um, and I was going to take it all the way back to the very beginning, which is second year of university for me. Where? UCT? University of oh. Cape Town. Even first year of university, and my sister, my sister did an exchange program to Boston, and loved it. A semester abroad, came back, and when I went into UCT, she told me, "There's one thing you're going to do this year, and you're going to go to the international exchange program office, whatever that's called, on UCT campus." And you're going to apply to do an exchange program to somewhere. And it's the thing for which I'm most grateful to my sister in my life. Is that she told me, because it's first year university, you know, everything's new enough. You know, exactly. You don't really know what's going on. But to whatever extent you do, it's like you're surrounded by new stuff all the time. It's like the sudden newfound uh, independence and freedom and you've, figuring shit out all the time. So I was like, ah, yeah, do I really need now to, you know, as I'm just kind of like figuring shit out, finding my feet, do I really need now to fly across the world somewhere to somewhere else? Um, and not to mention going through all of the admin of setting the whole thing up. Because you have to apply yourself, you know, here we go, you're a grown up all of a sudden, you got to do this shit yourself. You know, you got to do all of the admin get all your courses pre-approved by all of the people you have to find a course that will work that can be swapped out for what you're doing at uct so and that, was that like points in a way like credits do you have to look for certain credits or i mean that just sounds like a nightmare it sounds like way too difficult yeah well i mean for most people it is way too difficult i think yeah. it's a schlep but it's the same thing about getting pr man it's like exactly you can do it but it's a slip like but... exactly <laughs> it's gonna take exactly and my sister said, you just fucking go do it. Just go do it. Um, yeah. Hmm. And I did. And I almost actually ended up picking UBC because um, it had, there was a, a, I think it was the philosophy course. So for my majors, I had to do, I was doing pol- politics and philosophy. And so I needed a political, uh, can't remember what the politics course was but there was a one that swapped out and then i needed a philosophy of language course in order to be able to swap that out directly with the philosophy of language course that happens at uct in your first in your second year of university or whatever so that i wouldn't have to do an extra semester of university in order to get my undergrad from uct Hmm. right so i had to be able to show them look i'm doing this course which is comparable to the course that you offer so you guys can still give me the degree um, without me having to do a whole extra semester or course. Yeah. And so that was partly why I ended up picking UBC because they happened to have two perfect courses that fitted in in the perfect semester. I also thought that it looked kind of cool, but I didn't have any conception, I don't think, of how much I was going to love it when I got here. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, was there like a the other place that you had your eye on? Like if, if UBC didn't work out, was it going to be this or was it like always going to be? I don't know. Just because of that I, per- I, you found that perfect fit and it was like, okay, cool. Like I think I must have had a plan B probably, but I think, yeah, I think once I found the perfect fit, I was kind of, uh, I just set my sights on it and, and gunned for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what year was that when you came here? 2009. Yeah. Um... And I just absolutely loved it. How how long were you here for? A semester. So what's that? Uh, four months. Okay. Yeah. So I landed on in in summer or winter. Uh, the second semester of the year. So I landed at the end of August, and I was here until uh, January tenth. I left. Oh, perfect. So that's yeah. where you got your fucking snowboarding shit. That's from, yeah. where I learned to snowboard. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, yeah, exactly. And uni life itself was super fun. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And the cool thing about that exchange is that you 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 get here and all of the pressures that you might have of traveling to a place or moving to a place, you just don't have. You don't have to find accommodation. University, uh, you, know, yeah, you yeah. roll in, get... Got picked up from the airport by somebody who I'd met in a tutorial at UCT who was a student from UBC who was in Cape Town, you know, so landed in Canada on the other side of the world, literally almost as far from home as you can get geographically. Um, And here was a friendly face who I knew. Um, Shout out to Toby. Uh, (laughs) What was Toby's surname? I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Toby picks me up, drives me out to UBC. There's my flats in the in the university residence. Easy there. Already there's Kevin, uh, my mate Kev from mm. Scotland, who's also an exchange student. So, but he wasn't your mate at the time. No, yeah, but strange at the time. But strange now at the time, you still mates. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, and funnily enough, speaking of the accent thing, I did exactly what I always worry people do to me is he's scottish and he was like hey how's it going and i was like oh yeah what what part of england are you from but then you don't have to get a job you don't you're just at university you know you're just doing what you've been doing uh go to class just show up and go to class and for most people it's even uh not like your grades aren't taken into consideration for your overall grade at your home university. I can't remember if that if that was the case for me or not, but I know for all of the other people who were there, they just had to get a pass. <laughs> like their home universities weren't interested in the grade that they were going to be given by a Canadian or American university. Pass or fail. And then, you, and then you get this much points. Oh. Partly, I think, because the grades given out here are so much higher. I remember exchange students coming to UCT and being like, what the hell? I got 65. This is the end of the world. Because for the, for them, it was like, if you got anything less than like a 78, you hadn't done that. You know, the the, the scale of grading is just... Dude, that was me in university, man. Honestly, I was just like hoping for a pass a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. But it's just like, shit's so fucking difficult. Mm. And I remember the big change that it was from like high school to of like... How much, eighty point, eighty percent, whatever yeah. it's going to, just yeah. absolutely dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then so there I was, super chilled. Everything had con- 
totally controlled environment on the other side of the world, surrounded by meeting people from all over the world, you know, having meeting people in an easy way. Also, you know, going into like orientations and mm. like now you're in a group with these people doing a tour around the campus. Had you traveled much abroad before that? No. So that was your first like time. It was, a, it was my first time on my own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Traveling abroad on my own. Um, and so, it, and it completely blew my mind, you know, it completely changed my perception mm. of, of um, what I could achieve, where I could be, where I could go in the world, you know, it completely changed my, my idea of, of what the world had to offer me. Fuck yeah, man. Um, especially then you get, uh, UBC is so beautiful, you know, like on that campus tour, like here's the botanical gardens and, and there's a tree canopy walkway and here's the uh, Natobi Memorial Garden. Like this is uh, the most legit like Japanese Zen garden outside of Japan or whatever said, you know, some emperor, I don't know, some guy who knows his shit. <laughs> um, and then just down there, down 400 steps through lush rainforest is Wreck Beach on the campus. And you get down there and it's just like all these naked hippies walking around being like, magic mushrooms, <laughs> soda, ice cold beer, <laughs> <laughs> boozy freezies, frozen margaritas. Uh, um, that's funny because those last three things you mentioned there was like when I came to visit in, in 2018. Those are the first three things like we kind of did and go around Stanley Park. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, cool. I'll start my PR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the place just just totally blew my mind. So I think it was the quality of the experience itself um, that I'd always wanted to, to get back to and sort of relive to some extent. Um, because I was only here for a semester and everybody else who came was here for a full year. Hmm. I felt like you got mad FOMO. I got mad <laughs> FOMO. I, got, I, I felt severely ripped off. I remember getting home and feeling devastated that that everybody else was, you know, regardless of everybody else getting a full year. I just felt like I I, I was just... Because four months is... After four months, you just start to feel you've got your bearings, you know, your way around, you've sort of really settled into a place properly. It's really started to feel like home. Um, yeah. And then had to go home. And obviously, well, not obviously, but importantly, I learned to snowboard in Whistler. <laughs> and Whistler blew my mind. And then I went home and spent the next, what, nine 2009 to 2000, the next eight years, dreaming of uh, going snowboarding in Canada again. Hmm. And then, so for eight years, you were in South Africa? I lived in Scotland. Oh, was Scotland after? Oh, Scotland was after, yeah. yeah. Because Scotland was, a load of my friends were in Edinburgh, studying in Edinburgh, um, including Kev, the guy who I lived oh, with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um and a bunch of people. Uh, so yeah, went to Scotland for eight months and then back to South Africa and then what, yeah. what, were you studying in Scotland as well? Did you no, also do a semester? No, oh. no, I did like a year between my undergrad and my and my honors degree. Oh, I worked at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, which was awesome. Loved it. Sick. Yeah. Well, loved loved Starbucks. Loved loved Edinburgh once the sun had come out, but until the sun came out, it was cuck. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's it's kind of nuts that you came here in the winter as well, because it's like Vancouver. Oh my God, it rains so much in in the winter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, when it's raining down here, it's snowing up there, you know, and then you can go go snowboarding. Yeah. But it's still nuts that you fell in love with the place before seeing it in summer, where, which is just like it's yeah, yeah. absolute best. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had got you like at the, almost at the, I remember it was hot still when I got you. Oh, okay. Did you go camping at all? No. Uh, no. We're hiking. No. Yeah. Not really here. Sure. I was just there on university campus. I was you know, slamming beers and beer gardens and... Uh, patio beers. <laughs> yeah, patio beers and... Uh, yeah, just hanging out, going to the beach. And then, yeah, it got it started getting cold. Um, but I remember everyone had been like, oh, it's rained so much. <laughs> um, I remember before I came to Vancouver, Professor Benatar, the head of the philosophy department at UCT, uh-huh. Um, had been I remember the day I went to go into his office and get him to sign that piece of paper that said yes we will acknowledge this credit for this course that I'd found for Vancouver it was like one of the pieces of admin I had to do and I go and he's so, so he sits down and he says oh Vancouver Professor Benatar hilarious dude because like weird sort of Rain Man genius vibes right he never forgets a name or a face <laughs> like well. He, he, he stands in front of a class of 450 people, first years, who he's never come across. Someone puts up their hand. He goes, yeah, what's your name? And they tell him their name and he remembers it forever. I remember, I remember um, running into him. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember running into him. After my my sister works in the philosophy department, I worked in the philosophy department as well. Um, and my sister had left like maybe three years before to Boston. She did the same thing as me, went back to Boston where she had done her exchange. And I ran into him in the corridor the one morning and he said, oh, hey, yeah, Paul, how's it going? Hey, isn't it your sister's birthday today? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Just like, she just like crazy memory like that. Jesus. But he would also tell these ridiculous jokes. <laughs> like he was like the philosophy professor who would like stop his class on like uh, why it's actually better if we don't exist than you should. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually immoral to have children because the whole of his human existence is probably just horrible suffering. <laughs> but uh, that reminds me of a joke. <laughs> it's all like a random joke. <laughs> but I remember there he's signing my paper. And he says, oh, yeah, Vancouver, hey? Uh, that reminds me of a joke. So somebody's new to Vancouver, and he's walking around, and he sees a little a little kid, and he says to the kid, hey, little boy, does it ever stop raining in this city? And the little kid goes, how should I know? I'm only four. <laughs> right, Would you also, like, start the joke by saying, that reminds me of a joke? Almost every time. Jesus. Yeah. He's got that fucking autistic energy, you know? Yeah. Big time. Those are the guys who remember the birthdays and the yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but this was another thing that I remember clearly as being like, oh, everybody's complaining about how much it rains, but walking around campus, the rain 
no, you come from Cape Town, where the rain would fall. One minute it's hitting you in the front, in the face. The next minute it's hitting you in the back of the head. You're getting blown yeah. all over the shop. Cape Town rain comes sideways. Really. Sideways. Yeah. Vancouver, I was like, oh, you can you you literally just get an umbrella and yeah. you are 100 percent solved. Fine. Yeah, I was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um. So yeah. And there you have it. Now nine, ten, ten. What? Thirteen years later. <laughs> here we are. I find it funny because like you've got this long, beautiful story about how you like fell in love with Vancouver and how you came here. And for me, it's literally like oh, I came in twenty eighteen. Check Paul and uh, yeah, it looked fucking nice. So I just decided to apply for PR. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I didn't realize how I was actually looking for another place to kind of go to mm. um, in no other kind of um, reason other than just like wanting to just for the experience of it, you know, just like living somewhere else for, for a little bit. Mm. Like I was, and it's like you can get your passport in like three years. Yeah. So what's three years? You know, mm. it's not even as much as studying in a degree or whatever. So mm. just go live somewhere else for three years, maybe four years and maybe go back to South Africa. Um, but yeah, I mean, fuck, I've been here a month and a, a month and a half, a year and six months. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's just still feels so new to me, man, mm. as well. Like mm. there's so much to fucking see and do here that it's like really hard to just, just like cram it all in. And sometimes mm. it's just like, all you've got is the summer, mm. you know, before the winter events come. Mm. And then like, so there's so many, mm. like, uh, even like in winter, all the different ski hills that you can go to and like lodges that you can stay at and just like cool stuff like that. But then in the summer, it's just like, where can you go camping and paddleboarding and oh, man, it's almost stressful amount of stuff. Well, it is stressful as well because of how like you have to, when you're booking camping spots yeah you have to do it three months or something in advance yeah wake set an alarm for wake up at like seven to be online at seven o'clock and just yeah. like yeah. be ready to go because they go out like concert tickets used to yeah know? yeah no it's true fucking camping spots yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's but, why like oh, fuck julian goes and he just goes and camps in the bushes mm. kind of thing he'll, mm. he'll just go off Peace, whatever. But you can camp in the bushes, they're stealth camping. Stealth camping. That's why he doesn't even have a tent. He just quiet. Stealth camping. We see you. I don't think stealth camping's for us. It's not going to work. Yeah, I feel like it's also kind of a stage in our lives that we're at, though. Because, like I said, well, I guess I wasn't sort of set up for things like camping or traveling or... Uh, we went to Whistler when I was here on exchange. We stayed in a cabin there over Christmas and what have you. But now it's like we, we're earning money. Um, you know, we also... Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're at a stage in our lives where there's a sense of urgency to experience as much as possible. Before our bodies give up on us. Yeah. Or until but- before we have... Like, I don't know, the the probability of children sometime in the future is, yeah. is often on, not often on my mind, but it's like, it is a, like, I'm not going camping because I'm scared I'm not going to be able to go camping. I'm going camping because it's, it's lacquer, but I think that there is an innate sort of, on some level, sense of like, yeah, time to, also, we've come all the fuck away across the, to the other side of the world, partly because it's 
amazing and beautiful and there is so much to do you want to make the most of it at every opportunity yeah um yeah i didn't quite get you there with the whole about what age we are and gotta think about having kids so what you can not go camping or go camping more like go, go camping with kids man yeah. remember that guy we saw fucking hiking his kid up the mountain mount. that's where yeah. yeah yeah said he's been doing it since she was like couldn't even walk you know yeah like, no for sure it's you yeah i don't know i don't know i guess maybe i'm just talking shit Chabu, but fucking no but i mean when you have kids your life is over Basically, <laughs> like, the life as you knew it, at least. I mean, I'm, I'm talking things, from someone who doesn't have any kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, things change fundamentally, though, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess just things take a lot more planning. But as we've just been saying, it takes a lot of planning regardless here, because... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a fucking dog. And then I, I'm also going to have to plan shit different. You yeah. Know? Like, I can't yeah, just fuck off, true. like... Oh, I need to use the SkyTrain. I can't bring the fucking dog on the SkyTrain. Can't you take a dog on the SkyTrain? There's signs that say you can't. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I'm like, Jesus, what a mission. But I just want something. Love. Just walk. Yeah. walk. Run next to me on the bicycle. I was going to say, yeah. Climb in my bag if I have to. Yeah. Have you seen um, Brody? Brody the dude. What? He's a, he's a golden doodle or a labradoodle. <laughs> Golden what? Doodle, I think. Like what, on the internet or Vancouver? No, on the internet, okay. yeah. He's just this giant freaking dog. Jesus. And Buddy puts him in his backpack. He <laughs> gives him like googly eye goggles and puts him in his backpack and cycles him, <laughs> cycles him along. That's so funny. I wonder how dogs just get used to that shit on their eyes. Like, mm. every dog I've tried to put like a pair of sunglasses on or something like that, they just don't, don't dig it. So yeah. I have to like train them like, yeah, this is good shit. yeah that's another funny thing though is how long you've been trying and waiting to get a dog like it's impossible it's ridiculous on one hand it's like oh yeah cool they put a lot of like effort into making sure that the dog's gonna go to a nice home and all that Mm. but then at the end of the day like stop shouting we need people we i need help Please, we need to uh, people to adopt and stuff. It's like I'm fucking trying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm sending the shit. Like I don't know what you don't like about me or my house, but I mean, I think a dog would be very happy there. Yeah, one I thought day, your dog would be very happy. One day a dog's gonna listen to this and it's gonna be like, "How you see, you always wanted me." <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, it was actually quite weird. The, I don't know if I told you last night, but the lady even emailed me to say like, oh yeah, I know you're interested in these dogs, but are you maybe interested in these dogs? You know, so I've got a foot in the door now. You know, I've had like a, yeah, cool. a full-on phone call conversation with a human who knows my story and cool. knows that I'm passionate about owning a dog and uh, they're going to um, think, Winnie Ting, sorting me out. <laughs> what's the, but what's the other dogs that they have on offer? Uh, so you were looking at a Whippador, right? A half I'm looking whippet. at two Whippadors. Yeah, they're sisters. Oh, yeah. they two for one special. Wacky, no, no, no. Wacky Whippadors. <laughs> wacky Whippadors whip, whip there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't even ask if I can take both of them, I think. There's five people in the running. Yeah, you see, they even told me, like, there's five people in the running for you to, like, get these dogs. And, yeah. 
And yeah, just let me know when they phone you. You're a reference. <laughs> yeah, well, they haven't called me yet. Yeah. Which well, I will do. Yeah, but yeah, she was just like, there's these other two dogs that you might like because I've like obviously given them, it's like a dating profile thing. Like, yeah. I'm looking for, for a dog that'll like go for walks with me and cuddle me and, like, <laughs> and uh, not be super aggressive and uh, hasn't killed any other dogs. <laughs> 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 oh, it's kind of funny and just like a dating profile they must be the same fucking shit every time you know it's, it's like oh I love adventuring and uh, eating pizza and drinking wine and uh, and, the, and that's a human writing this thing about the dog as yeah, well yeah, <laughs> the yeah. dog isn't busy telling him like no don't use adventurous just use outgoing <laughs> <laughs> there's no inside inside information they're just the guessing this shit <laughs> Uh, what do, what are the dog, the, the those people who control the dog distribution? What do they want to hear? Those people go home and it's like, honey, what, what, like, what did you do today? And like, they, they're just like, oh yeah, I wrote these profiles for the dogs, <laughs> you know, but like dating profiles. Yeah, I don't think it must be quite rewarding when you get someone like me who's just like, oh yes. Please give me this dog. <laughs> it sounds perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy though that they get dogs flown in from Mexico. Dude, from like rescue. Korea, Mexico. And they've always they, that's the thing about these stories, they tug at your heartstrings because they'll be like, Oh yeah, we found this one at like a person's house who was breeding it for meat it's Oof. like from comes from a dog meat farm Oof. or something i was like oh jesus okay i'll save you baby i'll save you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the website's called free korean dogs um but i think it's, but it's not free it's like a lost in translation thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not free yeah. it's like on the website it's like yeah it's like thousand and a half thousand dollars to fucking ship this dog to you from korea and it's like yeah, cool. Your website <laughs> name is a bit misleading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I could get a dog, yeah, for that much. You know, like a purebred kind of thing. Mm. Not some fucking traumatized street dog from Korea. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some, like, amazing stories. Like, I think I showed you that one uh, from India. That was like mm. almost dying, and now they've like revived it basically, and it's just this like beautiful, happy dog. Mm. Uh, I guess you see those things in like the dodo. I don't know if you ever follow that on Instagram, mm-hmm. but this is like one of those things, you know. Mm. The dodo often had, uh, often had. I don't know about often had, but the dodo did a couple of features on uh, the rhino orphanage. Oh there, yeah, where, where we made that documentary. Yeah, were you in it? No, I no. wasn't in it. No. Um. Say. Say. <laughs> um. But yeah, just those little baby rhinos in the in the orphanage, and the, they loved actually. Um. So Jamie, the the manager, basically, effectively of the rhino orphanage, and she has this cat, Mui, this ginger cat, and the. Ginger Cat Mewy always goes for walks with Jamie and the and the baby rhinos. And the Dodo loves that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Clips Everyone would love that, man. Everyone loved it. Yeah. 
Super cute. Super freaking cute. Those baby rhinos. Mm. Crazy cute. With a cat on it. Cat walking around. Yeah, sometimes a cat goes and chills there in its little enclosure with it. Sometimes they're just going on an adventure together. Yeah, those should have fucking their own Instagram. They page. should have their own Instagram. They, they probably do. NFT and everything. They probably do. Yeah, <laughs> NFT. <laughs> <laughs> See, you ought to just drop these code words into the fucking podcast universe and they get picked out. We'll see. Okay. Just start saying NFTs and cryptocurrency and that stuff. Mm. Algorithm. Algorithm, hey? Yeah, we'll get just, it. Just uh, send us stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Instantaneous. So, um, you were talk. You said no. You move here, and you've been here a year and a half, and there's so much to experience, and so much that you see. Um, and this is probably the exact opposite of what you were talking about. But I had a couple of days ago a realization. So I've been here for almost five years now. Sure. Um, which was not the realization. No, well, but, it's kind of a realization for me. I always forget that how long you've been here because yeah. I always think about when I got here and it was three years and I was like, I always keep telling people it's three years, but I forget the time's fucking moving on. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting more. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, if you look at the plug sockets, right? Mm. Very mundane, everyday thing. Were you aware that on this two-pronged plug socket, one of those prongs is longer than the other. <laughs> Wider. Wider than the others. The slots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would... Yeah. 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 No idea. Yeah, five years. What the fuck? Never... I never could never... Never knew that one of them is fucking different to the have other. Have you never, like, plugged... To try to plug something in and it just and doesn't fit? Yes, flip I it have. It yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't... I never figured out why that was. I was just like, oh, oh it doesn't go in that way. Weird. Like, it turned around. I don't around. know. As an electrical engineer, I think I just know that shit. <laughs> I'll spot <spun> that. <laughs> but realizing that did make me chuckle at um, people seeing the South African three-pronged plug. <laughs> like how comically enormous those three prongs are. It's just, it's like a piece of Diplo. Like remember <laughs> yeah. that like, Lego competitor who was yeah. just like, yeah, we'll just make it bigger. Yeah. It almost looks like something that like, Pixar's animated as like the, <laughs> the, the awkward character yeah. in, in the cute animation about plugs from around the world. I feel like it's a lazy animation because this one you have to make one long, wider than the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, those plugs, right? Some of them have the top shaved off them uh, because you know it's so it's three massive fucking the cylinders, oh, whatever ones. that come South African out. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so some plugs, some sockets. Would look like that one does, where it's almost like a half moon. Oh. Basically, the top one. Huh. Where it looks like a half moon. So you can't put any normal plug in there, but you can put plugs in that have the top shaved off that are like for that specific power supply. Oh. So, like, sometimes you have a UPS or something and you only want to run, like, you don't want to run like a hairdryer through it because it'll just like completely drain the batteries and, and huh. stuff like that. So, don't power like high power on off things but power like computers and stuff just off that one thing hmm. or that like plugs is is like three phase or something maybe as well so you can run like motors and generators and stuff in the um 
Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Learn something. Learn something every day. You talk shit about plugs on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they would do here though. Like, um, well, they would just make that half moon one and round. But then, how would it? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No idea. Anyway. Anyway, that's enough. Also that. weird because these you can easily see it looks like a face. Right? Yeah. It's got two eyes and a mouth. Fierce. But yeah. in ours, we, ours would always be put in like this way, right? With the, the long, the, the one thing at the top. Yeah. That's yeah. the earth conductor as well. That's the like, top one. Yeah. Huh. Um, so that's why you can see some things don't need earth. But a lot of things do. So the so round one here is the earth as well. Yeah. But uh. it's at the bottom. Yes. So if you were to wire a plug, South African style kind of thing, like put it in there, it would be upside down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should stop talking about like visual things we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. Right, people can just fucking Google. What Google it. North yeah. Plug like, looks board, like. just it's Google it. Weird. <laughs> All right, I gotta go take a piss. No surprises there. Okay. Well, I'm actually gonna explain this plug thing then. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 when you when you're wiring a plug, um, <laughs> so the uh, the brown there's brown blue. And then the earth wire, which is like green or yellow and green mixed together. So the brown one, you're going to attach to the bottom right because it starts with brown, starts with BR, bottom right. You can attach that one there. And then the other one color is blue, which is bottom left, which is BL. And you can just plug that one in there. And then the earth one goes to the very top connector. Now, this side, these things fucking upside down. So, and the colors are different as well. So they've got white, black, and then the earth one, which is green. But now, like, which one's white and black? Which We've got brown and blue. And they don't even call it live here. They call it the hot wire. Yeah, everything different. Um, so that's my story on wiring plugs. We're back. Can you actually split these microphones? You got that wire splitter. Yeah, it came with that, I think. Oh, sick. That's a really cool thing. Because then, back in the day, well, maybe in this day too, when we have wired earphones, you and your girl could listen to the same tune on the on the phone. But now no phones have that fucking connection anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you need another connection to connect that connection. No, but you can just like share through Spotify. Yeah. Wirelessly. Yeah. Both listen to the same song. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a drink out of that cooler that's next to you there, my bro. Right. <coughs> you, know what they, you know what they call a 24-pack here? What? A twofer. A twofer. A twofer? Yeah, 2-4. 2-4. 24-pack. Ah. A twofer. Huh. A twofer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, some like of knowledge for you. Um, cheers, bro. Cheers. They, um, Cora and them always laugh at the fact that they call a half jack a Mickey. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what that, what did they call it in the states? Because it's not a Mickey, or maybe it is. Yeah, no idea. It might be one of those things that's like uniquely Canadian, a Mickey. Yeah, could be. Like a loony and a toonie. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did you know there's this thing called like a loon call? 
when you hear what a loon sounds like, right? No, I don't know what it sounds like. What? It sounds like a fucking wolf, man. Yeah? We've heard it before. We've heard it on the subs. Uh, Manning. Yeah. A loon is a bird, in case anybody yeah. is listening. So <laughs> it doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, we'll explain it. We'll explain it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. Also, the sound that the, the loon call is like the sound that is used in movies a lot. It's one of those like stock audio ah, things that cool. uh, avid birders hear all the time huh. uh, in fucking movies and stuff. And they're just like, a bird would never be in this sort of habitat. <laughs> a loon would never be in this habitat. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and it would never call at night or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's so just to set like an eerie scene or something. And people ha- are like, yeah. there's fucking no loons. Yeah, it's in the swamp. And <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's night time in the swamp. And so here's this loon call yeah. that goes off. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the one dollar here. What's on the one dollar? Yeah, it's on it's, the one dollar is a loon. So it would be like loon. us calling a one round a bookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bookie and a bookie and a kudu. It really made you jokey. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. And a toonie is a toonie because it's a two dollar. And because of loony tunes, I guess. It's just that like nothing costs one dollar or two dollars anymore. So yeah. I think that's just going out of fashion. Well, nobody has fucking cash. You know, even if it does, like, what, you know? Who uses cash for anything? No one. Fucking hell, Fat Mao's, the restaurant, that's cash only. Yeah? Yeah. That's how you know it's legit, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Tax free. I remember that was one of the things in uh, um, that university orientation thing. Yeah, at UBC. That was like one of the things, like, oh, quirky things. Yeah, this is called the loony. I also remember when they first told me that the squirrels here are black, or that you get black squirrels here. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> this is the strangest thing I've ever heard. Couldn't believe it. I couldn't picture it in my mind at all. No, I didn't even realize that that's a, a thing unique to this place, was black squirrels. I mean, I've seen them, obviously, and they, they're cool and all, but I don't know yeah. that it's like... I yeah, noticed that it wasn't what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in every sort of animated or, you know, squirrels are like brown or red in my head. Yeah. Like black squirrel seems totally far out. There's an albino squirrel in Cape Town, Company Gardens. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Bro. I feel like I've seen a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> like people get photos of it and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It's so good. How long do squirrels live? It's going to get very morbid. That squirrel's probably dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, that squirrel's gone. We've been gone a long time. Oh, no, how long squirrels live? Yeah, We've been geez. gone longer than the lifespan of a squirrel? I mean, what, how long does a rat live? It's pretty much a rat with a fluffy tail. <laughs> Are yeah. you Googling it? <laughs> oh, of course I'm going to oh. fucking Google it. Okay, well, I'll tell these guys how to wire a plug. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, sorry, that's a marmot. That's a marmot. Oh, that's those, those like we saw one of those. Yeah, that's those like yeah, old man like moving like chunky things. Yeah. yeah, marmots. We saw one there on the way down from from Wedgemount, Wedgemount Lake. Seems like an elder raccoon in a way. One that's evolved. An evolved raccoon. Yeah. Up to five years in the wild, 
the red squirrel. That's a red squirrel, though. That's in the States. Eastern grey squirrels can live up to 12 years in the wild. So that albino squirrel could easily still be kicking around. 10 there. years, eh? That's life. Yeah. Not bad. No. Do things live longer in the wild or in captivity? Who has fucking captive squirrels? That's a wild animal. Does the company gardens count as the wild? Yes. Yeah, man. It's got but, trees and shit. But it's also being fed sugar by school kids, probably. Dude, it's a rat. It's, it's a <laughs> squirrel. It's a rat. Well, yeah, yeah, but so sure, <laughs> it's a rat. It? It's seen it. It's a fucking rat. If you look at it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Rats eat anything. But would they live longer if they were not eating school kids fucking sugary cereal if they were just like working out keeping healthy eating mm. right <laughs> would they live longer yes i think I've, yeah probably i mean yeah, sounds you think it. what i'm saying is ridiculous i think you've cracked the code actually <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking albino squirrel sitting in company gardens fucking yep. smoking cigarettes talking shit about <laughs> And then there's the one who's just been like, no, nah, no more nuts for me today. I've reached my calorie limit. Go <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> mm. it in the morning. Is that a big thing at home these days? CrossFit. Yeah. CrossFit's global, bro. CrossFit is huge in Omanis. CrossFit's huge in Omanis. I believe yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I worked for the space agency. It was a CrossFit gym there, and they were just as cult-like as they are here. Yeah, it's just fucking exercise cult. Yeah, yeah it's good for you. It's, I mean, sure, might be. Yeah, probably. I is. mean, I think I'm gonna have to join some sort of exercise cult because I can't just keep going like this. <laughs> like, some people join run cults. You know, some people become spin addicts. You know, and yeah. Like, some people just do yoga. Yeah, so that's their thing. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to join a cult in order to get into something. Helps if you I do. I feel like I would. Yeah, it helps. You're yeah. a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, it helps definitely to have a social obligation. Well, not obligation, but like, you know, there's going to be other people there that you must go see. Yeah, dude. I'm so glad that you were here when I came because I was like. Thank you, friends. It's, it's cuck, you know, like making yeah. new friends. Yeah. You don't really want to do it. Um, it's hard as well. It's hard when you've got nothing as well. You, they, you can smell desperation sometimes. Yeah. That, that person's true. got no friends. He's that desperate to find one. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's not even part of any cults. No cults. <laughs> he's zero. Cult. Yeah. yeah. He's got no cult credit at all. Then he's just going to be part of our cult. Then he's going to be get all fucking clingy independent. Yeah. You know, because I mean, once you take a sip, once you take a sip, <laughs> there's no going back. Juicy cult. What would you say our cult is? I mean, probably snowboarding in the winter, and then what paddleboarding in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what kind of cult is that? You know what though? That's this is actually something that I that I like about us is that we do a lot of different stuff. Ah, do we really? We go snowboarding in the winter. Summer, but we, we, yeah, we go paddle boarding, but we, we also go hiking all the way through. Yeah, we play you know, <laughs> year, year round. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. With there's not one thing, but 
Because like a lot of people have climbing. That's their like thing. Yeah. Exactly. They all climb, all their friends climb, they talk about climbing. Yeah. That's it. That's all they do. Or they just mountain bike. Surf. Not here, but in yeah. South Africa you'd find people talking about fucking which way the wave breaks for mm. hours. Like and mm. if you're not into it. Yeah, must be too bad. bad. Go find yeah. another fucking cult. Fuck off. Proud <laughs> 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 of our meeting. I remember Yorick fucking getting so sad that we were talking about surfing so much. Oh, oh but we does so they would tell you to fall that left. Eh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Do you think that it's particularly hard to make friends here? Uh, I don't. I mean. Because it's not easy to make friends. It's not or- easy to make friends full stop. I think people are fucking nice here. And mm. they will, like, um, entertain your, like, conversation. They'll, like, if you organize a thing, they'll they'll probably come the third time, you know. Mm. They'll cancel the first two. And then mm. they'll eventually, like, come out with you for drinks or something. Mm. But, yeah, you can force a friendship onto most people. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm your friend. I'm your I'm friend. friend. Just, it's, it's, everything's going to be fine. Just, just go with it. <laughs> I feel like uh, most of the friends I've made have been through work, I guess. Yeah. Yeah? Work and housemates. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like that everywhere, you know? Yeah. It's there was that like one guy, like, I went to go view his he had a room mm. and I went mm. to go view and I, he was into UFC so I was like cool and we watched like two UFC matches together and the guy then, made the art yeah yeah and then he invited me to his house for his birthday and I didn't go and uh, and then we just never spoke again yeah fair yeah. it was a fucking dick friend that moved like it was like yeah we, we're friends I'll come to your birthday okay no, I'm not gonna come to <laughs> that's how it goes yeah that is a difficult thing also is that it's like um. <laughs> yeah, you get hangovers now. <laughs> Jesus, dude. you know it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> some more than others. <laughs> well, some yeah, it's, it's what you put in. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. But I think it's like anything you you make friends gradually with people whom you end up spending time with by default so you make you at work you spending time with people you have the opportunity you know you can't flake on the birthday thing because it's not a birthday thing it's fucking work and you're being paid (laughs) to be there you know or like you can't flake on some in your housemate because it's like you they you live together and so then those people's friends come around and you it's very difficult to Meet someone who you have no, or it's not difficult to, it's very easy to decide that you're not going to make the effort to go hang out with someone who you don't really know and you have no obligation to really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then you end up just making that decision more, more often than not. But here's another interesting thing about Vancouver is how seldom you meet people in Vancouver who are from Vancouver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's happened to me a lot more now with the people I work with. Okay. I must say. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. But, but even in my last job, most of the people went from Vancouver, I think. Um, but yeah, man, it's like a rare, rare, rare thing. occurrence. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, then they, there's people who are like from North Van and they say they're from Vancouver, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. To meet someone who's, who grew up in the greater Vancouver metropolitan okay. is, a, is even a rare occurrence. There's so many people from all over the world. Yeah. There's so, like, everywhere. It's almost like that. It's like the first question you ask someone in a way. It's like, so where are you from? Like, because yeah. you, you're going to yeah. get it. You have no idea. Like, yeah. No idea. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's a legitimate question for everyone. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think that's good? That's like the new what's your sign? Remember, I just grew up hearing that that was like a, a pickup line. People would say, hey, what's your sign? As in like star sign. <laughs> Because, like, that sort of shit was popular in the 90s. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. But I wonder, it's like, that's the thing about traveling as well. When, like, in the hostel, it's always, where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah. That's, like, the new question now, man. Where are you from? Well, it's just situational. It's like, if you're in a place where no one's from Vancouver, you know, or no one's from where you are, then it's an easy... Yeah. Do you find yourself, if you hear a South African accent, are you going to go towards it, or...? Run away from it. Now we're getting into the the real shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck hey. It depends. It'll it'll depend on the situation. I'll often go towards it. I'll often go and like have. <laughs> I'll often be like, "Hey, look at my protea tattoo." <laughs> 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 Almost always, actually. Oh. I'll be like, "Hey, you South African? Oh yeah, check it out." Oh. Uh, but only if it's in a situation which I know that I can remove myself quickly and easily. If you know what I mean. Jesus, what what is that not like on a train? Or something? <laughs> uh, ach, yeah, fuck. When when you yeah, good question. When when are you not in that situation? I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily seek out. Um, interactions with South Africans in like a pause a... <sighs> maybe that's bullshit actually maybe it's not it's not would I would I not I would I think I would always um, be happy to run I am always happy to run into South <laughs> this question is throwing you bro. <laughs> you're just like where, 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 where would I be if I wasn't <laughs> 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 No, I, I would say what I would say. <laughs> Let me just answer my own question. Give you an idea of where to go next. Is uh, how would it say? <laughs> um, I would listen for a little bit first. Make hear hear what they're talking about. You know, sometimes you can feel to avoid someone just even if they're just talking about something some bullshit. You know, then you don't have to say anything. Yeah. But sometimes you hear them and they're like. Oh my god, this is so cool! This is so nice. Like, mm. Maybe they're talking about oh, the diversity of this place is so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> then yeah, you can maybe. go. Maybe you can go talk to them. Sure, but every yeah. now and then you're gonna find that people are just like, oh, it's so much better than home, hey? Yeah. Aren't you glad you got out of there? Like, yeah. whew, we got out then. When did you escape? Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then like we're on the beach, and it's like now you just talk about when I escape from like a hell yeah it's like fuck off like that place is still nice like yeah no exactly 
So that's, I think, the answer is like, I'll always be excited to hear South African people and I'll always be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm South African as well. This is awesome. But I'll always go into it with a certain level of trepidation, knowing that there's a good chance that this is going to be an interaction that very quickly turns uh, uncomfortable <laughs> or, or outright unpleasant in some way or to some extent. That su- it sucks, man. It sucks. To think about that. It does. Um, you know, and uncomfortable, as you say, like, exactly that thing of like, remember those people we met on the beach at, on Hornby Island? It's the only, exactly. like, really example I have. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly that, that thing of, oh, yeah, my brother's still stuck there. Still, oh, yeah. You know, that kind of, like, yeah, yeah. stuck there and... And it's trying it's trying to get trying, out you know, and i'm trying to find a way out for them and it's like yeah okay i i understand that kind of mindset i do i get it if especially if you've been directly affected by really dark shit which so many people have been and so many people do feel like they they need to escape and they can't which is a which is another it's a that's a that's a fucking hectic situation in and of itself whether it's reality or not it is reality for for some people, though. But like actual reality. What's the difference between reality and actual reality? Well, because like my reality might be distorted because of my fucking brainwashing and shit, you know. But actual reality, like literal reality, what's going on? It's different sometimes. Like I think, like yes. those Russians who believe for that, sure. like, yeah, Putin's doing the right thing. Like that's the, they're living in their reality, for but sure. in reality. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I hear what you're saying, but I think that there are a lot of people who, in reality, are have suffered through some sort of violent crime or have had like really traumatic experiences, and they don't feel like they can leave. They don't feel like they have an, another option. They don't feel like there's anywhere they can go, because there isn't, you know. Yeah. Okay. Fair um, enough. And so, it's still shit to hear about it as. And it's also easy for us to say, fucking here on the other side of the world, where we're sitting comfy on the 16th floor of a fucking apartment, <laughs> to say like, um, yeah, I, I think that we are quite unique. I think basically the point that we're making is we're relatively unique in that we are really happy to be where we are, but we don't think of home with like a bad taste in our mouths in relation to it. We don't think it's a cuck place that's gone to the dogs we just no, we yeah. just think it's very lekker here yeah 100%. Um, yeah and i can't wait to go back and visit and yeah. like um yeah. I, I love south africa and i love the people there and yeah. i have nothing but hope and yeah. hope for it you know yeah, i haven't sure. lost hope yet thank god like some people just have like absolutely lost hope in the country yeah and it sucks yeah um, yeah yeah it's weird for me because i've it's it's so long since i was there now over five, almost five years, yeah? yeah. Yeah, and so it does feel when I think about when I think about it in ways I do feel perhaps slightly more as if I've lost a certain amount of hope. But <clears throat> that's not even. I still don't like to hear people talking about it as something you you have to escape. You know, it's still uncomfortable for me. No, hundred percent. Yeah, and then there's uncomfortable, and then there's just fucking downright unpleasant which is the situation which 
people think that because you're a white South African, they can just be openly racist in front of you and expect you to engage with them on that level. Uh, don't want like other South Africans now. Other South Africans yeah. or even like like Americans. Anybody could be. I remember being in Amsterdam. Uh, before I went to Scotland, after I'd been here, before I went to Scotland, I spent a week in Amsterdam and I was in a hostel and there was a, uh, uh, an Australian guy there, uh, who I met and he was like, oh yeah, South Africa is pretty much like Australia, right? Only you guys have the black people and he didn't say black people, he used a K word. Oh Jesus. Yeah. And I was just like, like horrific yeah because it's just the most awkward it's just like oh fuck like, think, but the thing is as situation. well like he's just made a fucking asshole that's mm. told him that sort of shit you know exactly yeah you know um and so that's why it's like ooh, am i gonna run the other way if i hear a south african or am i gonna because the sad reality is the chance there are there is a pretty good chance that that interaction look it's a good chance it could just be really lacquer and then there's a good chance that it could be like you have some doers fucking saying isn't it you know yeah yeah isn't it better not to be around black people and it's like no that's not how i feel fucking at all and i think you're an asshole but oh yeah what was that guy's name Remember, what's Ron Stain? Ron Stain. That was a rugby player. Very specific. Yeah, well, the whole fucking country knew about this dude. He, he was the guy that was like taking a selfie of him on the beach or something. I was like, oh, isn't it nice? Isn't oh, it nice? yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Ron Stain. No, man, that was some. He, that guy was Greek. I'm pretty sure he was like had like a Greek. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a Nakas in there somewhere. I'm no, pretty you're sure. right. You're yeah. right. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. No, but it is like it when you when you my ears definitely perk up. Every now and then I hear someone speaking speaking I think it might be Russian or I think like Eastern European something, and I mistake it for Afrikaans out of the corner of my ear. Dude, Flemish is Afrikaans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% serious man I've heard I, I, I was listening to these people in the hostel once in, in Argentina and they were just fucking chatting away in Afrikaans in an American accent and I was just like <laughs> so lost and, but then I was like oh where are you guys from and they were like uh, Belgium yeah Belgium hmm. and then I was like you know I can understand everything you guys are saying huh they were just talking about their fucking bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, it sounds exactly like Afrikaans. They were just like, yeah. <laughs> and? 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 <laughs> like, can we fucking get back to talk about our bicycles, please? <laughs> and now, from, ever since then, they're like, oh, yeah. If I meet South African guys while traveling, I don't know. It could just turn into this uncomfortable or <laughs> unpleasant experience. <laughs> you know I can understand you. <laughs> yeah, shame. I, I feel shit that it's like, I think a lot of the, a lot of people maybe get that. Like, even if you're not South... Or is it like a special thing where a South African meets a South African, now they're going to discuss the politics of South Africa. Or it's like, any other person meets a South African, it's always like a party, right? Everyone loves South African. 
Yeah, I don't know. Do they? I guess. Uh, I think so. Yeah? Mostly. I think mostly, mostly pretty we're, well perceived. We're hardworking, fucking uh, yeah. funny. we got one thing a sense, a, a sense of humor has got is a South African. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And, and what really helped us was fucking Trevor Noah, man. Honestly, like... It's so funny at work. Everybody's like, oh, you know Trevor Noah? Yeah, the one yeah. joke he's got about your president? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick that you guys like know about us. And, and we have a president. And, yeah. In this place where you have a prime minister. <laughs> yeah. I haven't worked out the politics yet at all. If there's one thing this podcast is not going to be, it's fucking it's Canadian political. politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, it's funny because the, like, liberals and conservatives, they've also got that, like, thing. But they're mm. different colors here compared they're the opposite to the American. Way around. I yeah. know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. It's like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just, just be the same. Like. Just, yeah. Surely there should be, like, a globally, it's like, why can't everyone drive on the left hand or the right hand side? Like, why can't Well, they just... haven't even done that because they use kilograms for t- downward force here and miles per hour okay this is a whole nother thing <laughs> is there they don't use miles per hour we're driving kilometers now uh, they use feet and miles for up and down distance and kilometers oh, yeah. and meters for side to side movement yeah true it's fucking weird it man. Is. it's all a little bit and then confused. with weighing stuff it's as well confused. you would say how many kilograms you weigh but you buy meat in pounds yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta know both. Oh, our fucking oven is in Fahrenheit, but we operate in Celsius. Yeah. That's just stupid, though. Your oven shouldn't be in Fahrenheit. Because we buy it from America. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, it is weird. It is weird. I mean, I guess at home you would have like everything would be metric, apart from you would say. Like height. Like you might know I'm I'm one eighty six centimeters, but you would if you were saying like, oh, how tall is that oak? You'd be like, oh, I don't know, like five and a half feet or whatever, or like six foot. <sighs> I don't something. know. I, that's from movies, man. I know I'm one hundred and seventy seven centimeters as well. We're fucking flexing height here, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we both know our exact fucking amount of centimeters where we don't actually know our height. Oh, six foot one and one point six inches. Yeah, you've googled it. You know the fucking to three yeah, decimal so I places. Yeah, I googled it. Yeah, but <laughs> but but height is is that's one thing in which like a f- met like a foot scale. I don't know, bro. I can perfectly picture a meter, perfectly. Well, no, fuck that. That I'm lying, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but like, I can picture a meter and a half a meter, and, and I can go like that all the time. But tell me, to me what's four foot? I don't know. Two meters, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> it's like seven foot. All right, I hear you. Okay, yeah. So you're just fucking confused all the time. That's what you're saying. And it sucks because, like, we talk about it at work all the time. It's like, yeah, uh, what type of screw are you looking for? This many inches or that many fucking other what watts they use. And I was like, no, man, inches. two mils. <laughs> two millimeter thing. It's one millimeter thing. Oh, yeah. No, it's like... No, okay, I can see how that's frustrating when you do actually have practical on it, like, yeah. Can you move this thing, like, half a foot? Yeah. It's like, 
bro, how many fucking meters is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, don't, and, I don't, I don't, I don't have any of those types of practical applications for things like that that uh, I need to know. Yeah, feel a bit bad sometimes because I'm just like this constant like. They probably say me learn the fucking language, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. African. Like, <laughs> <laughs> learn out, learn what a foot to meter is. Figure it out. Hmm. Yeah, but apart from not knowing the difference between a meter and a foot, life in general is quite easy here. <laughs> we would say it's quite easy. Yeah, it's funny to see the things they choose to, to complain about because everything else is so chill. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But on another level, it's like, well, we say that because we come from a pretty uh, dysfunctional place in a lot of ways. Uh, like yeah it's weird it works in its own way you know but yeah mostly doesn't like load shedding <laughs> like fucking hell we come from a place where we share electricity you yeah. know yeah it's only so much to go around we have to have it little pieces <laughs> that's a bit little <laughs> <laughs> and here all the electricity comes from water it's BC Hydro you mm. pay electricity to a company called Hydro yeah and you pay fucking water to Electro. Okay, well, you don't, but... But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I'm doing like a joke. I just make a joke. <laughs> should. They should just fucking feel weird like that. Um, yeah, it's the least... Electricity has... Um, it's like that it's almost counterintuitive according to conventional... The way you would think about like, okay, how do I lower my impact on the planet? How do I lower my footprint? Switch off the lights, you know? Uh, yeah, that's us. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. use the heater. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But, and electricity is fucking expensive. Like. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, well, not really. It's all it just comes from water. It's all, it's all hydro. Yeah, it's heating. We had more fucking pay-as-you-go electricity, bro. Did you ever have that at home? Yeah. Yeah. With a little, little box, box there that yeah. you type a fucking code into and mm. reload your house with electricity. Yeah, power it up. Uh, We'd run on to 7-Eleven. You tell people you about that shit, they don't know what you're talking about. You won't even you, believe you. you. Pay, fucking pay-as-you-go's electricity. This <laughs> 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 is a pretty funny concept. Yeah. But and load shitting as well is ridiculous. It is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. Um, but here's another one that's ridiculous: is um, the amount of money. So I always remember a few years ago when we were there at home, um, being there was like a big movement, a big movement. There was a couple of folks posting on social media about. How much of a rip-off data was in South Africa? Yeah. Being, being like, why are we getting fucking ripped off so much here? Uh, if you look and comparing data costs in South Africa to other places. Um, and that's one thing that here is exorbitantly expensive. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Phones for what? Phone plans. 
crazy expensive. I don't feel like I pay that much, man. How much do you pay? 50 bucks a month. $50 a month. And it's like unlimited texts and calls. So you pay 600 rand a month for literally something that you never ever use because you haven't sent a text or called anyone in the last... I call people, bro. Okay. I'll call you, man. Well, I drive. F- whoop your fucking do. You, yeah. s- you make the occasional three-minute phone call. I know you. You hate being on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you hate that. No, but I read out of the data. Fucking... Yeah. This week. And, and but that data sit- wasn't included in that $50 that you paid. No, it was. How much you get? I get data. I get like four gigs. Okay. Yeah. So 600 rand a month. 600 rand a month. I mean, fuck, how much am I getting paid though? Four, I'm getting paid fucking gigs. in Canadian dollars. But, like, but sure. But all I'm saying is... 50 bucks is not at a restaurant. It's cuck a fucking month. expensive. Yeah, oh, fuck man. It's expensive. No, you're right. Sure. Yeah, it I agree expensive. with you. Yeah, I mean, I was actually always used to just like buy a phone and go prepaid in a way. Like that always worked out better for me. I never had a contract until I got yet. Yeah, I guess because I knew I was in the back of my mind knew like I was always going to be moving around or leaving or mm. you know, I don't have a sit like with a contract back home. You mm. Know? Mm. At least the phones aren't load shedding. Eh? <laughs> 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 At least you don't have to have designated times in which your your fucking mobile network goes dark. Well, I well I had to go to like um, I mean there's free Wi-Fi everywhere, right? But you got to like spend the time to put in your email address and yeah, yeah, yeah. first name and all that bullshit. So I was like, I was doing that sort of shit. So I get by like. That Uber again. <laughs> 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 That's oh, I need a piss. Ah, <sighs> oh, a little bit of an underwhelming one. Oh, well, you get what you get. <sighs> I think I just started this podcast with you so we can start day Sitter, drinking together. No, it's all about day drinking for me. Like I, I've always wanted a partner. Day drinking partner. I just, yeah, it just sucks to do it alone, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you mustn't drink during the day alone. Yeah, I mean, some play PlayStation. I mean, maybe I don't. (laughs) You know what, eh? I've never owned a play PlayStation in my life. Oh, a play PlayStation, eh? Eh? PlayStation. Or did I call it a play PlayStation? Well, yeah. I think so. Oh, my brain just fucking stuttered. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. Are you did or what? <laughs> had like a microphone recording us. Or <laughs> we can just go back in time and figure out whether I said PlayStation or play PlayStation. Anyway, whether, whether you did or not. I've never owned a PlayStation. So I've also never sat around drinking during the day playing PlayStation by myself. Drinking during the day playing PlayStation with other people? May- probably. Nah, fuck man. It's just more people to fucking have different emotions and shit. If you're just doing it by yourself, yeah, it's you, just you, baby. Yeah, you just have to deal with your own emotions. I once, literally, I, I took a, I got a shirt from my class company that didn't fit me so well. Yeah. So I cut it into a crop top. Oh, yeah. And then I just sat and, and drank 
Hang what? on, hang on. Go back, <laughs> go back to you. Cut your shirt into a crop top. Describe to me exactly uh, the, the sewing job that went on. No, so, no, no. I didn't have to sew. Job. I just cut. So, so, but what did you just The cut? shirt didn't fit. It was like a small. Yeah. Okay. So I cut the belly out of it. So. Cut the bottom of the t-shirt off. Yeah, oh. so it was basically so it was just like just, It was covering, yeah, your, the top of your arms. Covering and, my titties, but like tits. letting the fucking belly out. Like. Hmm. But, so then... The next question is why bother? Like, why would you not just sit without a t-shirt on? Um, it's so you thought it looked funny that way. It's, it made me feel safe. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still felt yeah. kind of covered. Like my nips went out. Yeah. You know? Okay. Like, okay. It's just the belly. Yeah. Free the belly. Sure. No, belly was free. Don't, don't get me wrong. Belly no, was out there. That's what I'm hearing. And. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm comfy. I, I wasn't like just in my underwear or something like that. I was wearing tracksuit pants. Yeah, sure. Um, no, it was totally dignified, the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then then uh, you, you interrupt me after I finished just like uh, Sorry. Just sitting and drinking box wine all day, all day long playing PlayStation. Box wine, eh? Box wine and uh, crop top. Yeah. What were you playing? I think it was that like Japanese game when you're a samurai. It's mm. like the ghosts of Toshimitsu. Yeah, you told me about this game. Oh, it was just so beautiful, man. Yeah. Mm. No, it yeah. sounds like a beautiful scene. Also. I really feel <laughs> <also, yeah. laughs> <laughs> No, I felt really, really fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, never owned a PlayStation. Apart from other people who I lived with. Yeah, that's that's not an easy. No. Oh, just dead air here. <laughs> <laughs> just dead air. Just Nothing more to say. Introspection, to yeah. <laughs> so what's coming up? What's going on? Oh, are we got a wedding next weekend? For real? Yeah. In Chilliwack. Wow. Yeah, my colleague. At the Shannon. Lavender f- at the Lavender Farm. Yeah, I think it is on a Lavender Farm. Sick. Yeah. That's gonna be nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, we got like a little farm cottage Airbnb out there. And uh Yeah. It will be cool here. My colleague, she's super stoked. Um It'll be cool to be, I guess it'll be my first Canadian wedding. <laughs> oh, no, it won't. It won't. I lie. Uh, I was at Emily's brother and sister-in-law's wedding. James and Lily. Bro, uh, my, my, my next week is way, way more exciting than your fucking bullshit weekend. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go watch Kate Renata and then I'm going to go to the Whitecaps game on, on Saturday. Oh, cool. Mike, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I still haven't been to a Whitecaps game. Dude, it's... Oh, I really want to go watch lacrosse as well. Hmm. Like, watching these North Americans play sports is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Hendry and them said. Well, they said lacrosse was brutal. No, listen, ice hockey's fucking brutal too. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just the, what's cute is actually like the the fans, I think, actually. 
like the chants and all that. Yeah. Like coming from England and well, not coming from, but like having been to a, a game in England and what, watching yeah. soccer predominantly. Yeah, yeah. They've got such good fucking chants and songs and stuff. Singing and, and yeah, no, that it's like a, it's match with level. like popular songs and are like super personal and yeah. not even like scripts aren't like handed out in the crowd. Like they no. just figure it out. Like, yeah, yeah. At the games and no, here it's just go Canucks go. <laughs> Come on, yeah, it's just no, it is a little cringe. bit cringe. Stupid, it is a little bit cringe. But I feel like if you get it on a good night, um, no, you know what it is also is that it's so there's so much going on, there's so much overstimulation in the hockey stadium. You got that jumbotron thing above you, they're constantly flashing shit at you from all directions. It's constant music being pumped. There's like ad breaks all the time. You said there's like not a long, long enough section for them. Not to that it's not not long enough. That it's that if you're in a football stadium, you are, it's there's a giant football field in front of you. And talking about soccer or football? Uh, soccer, yeah. right? Football. Um, but there's it's you and like all of the people around you, and it's more of like a it's more about like. The people you're surrounded by and the sport happening in front of you than it is about um uh like the <laughs> multimedia entertainment <laughs> the big screens and the the sound and the brand you know it's quite a lot about the brand of the football soccer whatever i guess but it's um the entertainment the feeling of excitement and vibe comes from the people it comes from the mutual experience of the thing you could go to the hockey and have no interactions with any other people around you. But the chances of that happening in like a packed football stadium in the Premier League or whatever. Well, fuck. I guess I'll go and don't necessarily talk to everybody. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not that it's the cause of it, but it's a, that's what you're saying really is that fuck the me. spectacle of it is more about like the... The lights and the sounds and the... Do you think that's where the vibe comes from. It's not from a, a sense of, like, communal stoke, really, to the same extent. Do you think I have something to tell a story? Yeah. I want to tell a story about Cholos in Spain. <laughs> yeah. That when me and Raf and Gobi and Simon yeah. and Charles all met up in fucking Spain for the bull run. Yeah. And became the fucking ballers in Spain. Yeah. Jesus creepers. Fucking hell, bro. We went to like a... Um, so after they do the running of the bulls, they end up in the fucking bull ring. And then that day... It's a bullfight. They yeah. kill those bulls in the bullfight. Yeah. All of them? Yeah. How many bulls died in that bullfight in that day? Something like 12. Jesus. Seriously. It's it's a huge amount. It's just common. It's like an yeah. amount that you would think like, what the fuck? But yeah, it's that much. Yeah. But I might be wrong about the amount. But it's one of those amounts that surprise you. But, uh... Fucking... There's all these traditions and shit. It's so crazy. Like how after the, the third or fourth bull dies, everyone whips out fucking food. It's like, now it's time to eat. And it's not like announced on the Jumbotron or whatever. You know, you're yeah. in Spain. It's just a fucking field of dirt you're sitting around. It's lovely and all that, but... 
Yeah, not everyone whips out fucking seafood sandwiches and shit. Like, now, the now we eat. The correct number of bulls have been sorted there. I mean, it's like, then after the sixth one, now we drink, type of thing. Huh. And that then, like, oh, so bringing out all the fucking um, sangria that they've had fermenting underneath them, underneath their chairs for, for all this time. And uh, Simon and Gobi, and then we, we were in separate areas. They were, we were seated otherwise, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck, eight's, eight's a while. And then, um, Kobe and them were next to these people who had like a fucking bucket, like a massive, like a bucket sized thing that you could bath in, <laughs> like size thing of sangria. And then that's what the people around them were drinking, and they were drinking out of this bucket sort of thing. Wow. And the people around us, they were giving us cigars, food, drink. It was. We're just tourists going there, you know. Yeah. Sick. Awesome. I mean, yeah, a lot of animal abuse and uh, death and, and all that, but yeah. the general vibe was fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, they gave uh, fucking Simon and Gobi that that sangria bucket. And we we oh, just carried yeah. it around. I carried it around. Yeah, you. you needed two people to carry it. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a massive fucking bucket of of uh and we'd just like take it to this like square and we'd sit there and like scoop fucking sangria and just drink while in the square with these other people well, i wouldn't say doing the same thing but like hanging out <laughs> yeah, like a way more calm and collected civilized version of what you guys were doing yeah and then we'd, we'd kind of go over that place and just carry the bucket to the next place <laughs> and, and, and just carry on there yeah End up in in what uh, Gooby called fucking little Australia. Little Australia at the campsites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because like a few years before that, I was actually like one of the guys who worked for one of those companies and actually like set up the tents and everything for Australia to move in. <laughs> like in two thousand and eight, I, I lived in England and I um, worked for this company that would like set up tents and, and feed breakfast to, to tourists or whatever who paid this mm. fee and take them to the bull run type of for thing. For like a, okay. Yeah, like a bull run experience thing. Yeah. Almost like a nomad tours kind of. 100%, yeah. yeah. So so I went there as like staff and what I had to do was set up a bunch of tents, huh. feed them breakfast th- throughout the festival or cool. whatever, throughout the seven days or whatever, however long it was. And then set down the tents. Okay. And I mean, fuck, I was, uh, I was 18. What yeah. can I say? Like, yeah. I loved it. Man. Yeah. Great gig. Yeah, it was dope. Great gig. Because like, that meant I had free accommodation because I was sleeping in one of the tents I set up. Mm. Set one up for myself as well, you know? Mm. And then I got free breakfast because I was serving breakfast every day. So I was just like, chow, as much eggs as I fucking want. Like, hmm. So where else did you go? With that same company, like, was it... No, 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 that was a once-off thing. Oh, it was a one-off, just... Oh, yeah, cool, man, cool, yeah, cool, no, cool. no, I had another job. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, I work by the hour, right? So I can take a whole bunch of hours off. And they were like, yeah, okay. So I was like, yeah, cool, I'll be gone for about two weeks. Going to Spain. <laughs> and we were just, like, on this fucking uh, beach resort. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah, I seem to remember... 
Simon spilled a load of sangria on someone. Oh my god. Dude. In those stands. I'm sure there's uh, so many stories. I feel like there was a like a beautiful girl involved, maybe. At some points. Yeah. Those aren't my stories to tell. But uh Yeah. Where they they are. I'm just there. saying, Simon, I, I hear I remember this. <laughs> no, it was definitely like a big part of my life. Um Govi booked us into like the gayest fucking hostel that you can imagine. But not said in like a bad way, but like it was like just for gays in a way. Mm. Uh, we've got photos of him, <laughs> there's like gay flags coming out of the hostel. It's like a full gays hostel. Like, hey gays, we're a gay hostel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Gobi was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got five bedrooms. <laughs> So we stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember seeing actually. I don't know if it was part of. Do you remember when we were in first year? Simon was making that documentary. Oh. oh yeah. I don't know if it was part of the footage that he lost, but there was video footage of you guys sitting around passing your joints around. There was a hammock. Someone was in yeah, the hammock. Man. You in the hammock. Someone was in the hammock. There was a hammock. And the, yeah. the tent was right next to the hammock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it looked like a good time. Yeah, I've never been to Spain. I'd like to go to Spain. That bull run is dope, bro. Yeah. As long as you find with all the fucking cruelty and shit, then... I mean, you don't have to be, like, morally fine with it. You can just ignore it for while you're there and be like, oh, yeah, it's just these guys' tradition, you know? It's like, what, you're going to see someone fucking chasing a chicken uh, and be uh, on a farm and be like, hey, that's animal cruelty, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess you might. But no, I wouldn't. But the thing is that you catch a chicken, you chop its head off, you know? These bulls are, like, tortured before they die, right? Mm. It's like, it's violent and, and torturous. Stab them, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty sick. It's so... Gross. No, but not sick in a good way. It's, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, like, yeah, yeah. like, like, yeah. It's, it's like fucked. Yeah. No, it is. Um, but I mean, having said which, I was just thinking earlier. <laughs> we're watching UFC tonight. Mm. You know, and it's like, sure, the people aren't getting murdered. No, but they're two consenting motherfuckers. Like the bull didn't consent to this. Of shit. course. Yeah. But at the same time, they're just two people who trying to make a buck you know trying to get famous trying to be champions they're still beating each other to a pulp you know trying to make another person bleed trying to inflict as much damage on their brain as you can you know it's probably the worst thing you can do for your body yeah it's probably the worst thing you can do no sorry disagree it's probably the one of the best things you can do for your body it's probably the worst thing you can do for your brain those people are all incredibly healthy and incredibly fit and incredibly strong it's fantastic for your body. No, but even going into a fight, like, you could go out of there with a broken arm. Easily. Or broken Not leg, that right? easily. Like, it could happen, but it's probably not going to happen. People fucking break their tibias and fibias and shit all the time. Right? Not all. Yeah. Like, sure, it Two happens. Three times. But there's a... I would say there's more chance that you leave that cage with with permanent lasting damage on your brain oh, yeah. than that you'd leave with a broken bone. Yep. Okay. And so... It's, I was thinking about this earlier, like, um, 
uh, it feels almost a little bit, it, it, yeah, I don't know, something icky about it, you know? It feels almost a little bit immoral to, in its own way, in the same way that the bullfight is, is uh, kind of gross. I like the bullfight because it hurts animals. Animals don't want to be hurt like that. And they're not sure. consenting. UFC but is people... two consenting motherfuckers. Yeah, and sure. we're the third party consenting to watching it. I'll, I'll pay money to watch it if I wasn't so cheap. I fucking love UFC. I know. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. And I've started enjoying it a lot as well. Mm. But... Is this something gross? But there is like, something did you watch gross about uh, Gaethje versus Chandler? No. Oh my god, dude, we should watch that before we watch both, both of them fighting tonight. Not against each other, yeah. but they, they're fighting and it's a fucking war, man. Yeah. They're just fucking smashing each other in the head. <laughs> I think we must stop. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, good efforts. I think it was just like we're gonna it's just too long eventually you know yeah and we're just talking shit just kind of swing it <laughs>